I just told Richie we rich. On this episode that we recorded over the summer with Josh Montana, we speak about Josh's introduction to management through his uncle, the Miami music scene, how Josh first met Sedge, international marketing strategy, and creating content and documenting to promote music. Today's episode, we have Josh Montana. How's it going, man? Everything is great. I'm happy to be here. Hell yeah. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to start off like with your story about where you're from and how you got your start in music. Like, What made you realize you wanted to be a manager? Um, we kind of were just talking a little bit ago. Uh, the guy to my left is my uncle. He used to rap. He was signed to Young Jock back in the day. Oh, shit. Yeah, so... Shout out to Young Jock. Going down, <laughs> me being a trap. So I was young. I was like, I think a junior in high school when this was all happening. And like, he got signed. We went on like a little tour with him. And like, it was summertime for me. So like, I was just like, hell yeah, I'm going to go and hang out with my uncle and be on tour. I'm down. What and city like, were you in? We, we toured a lot in Atlanta. We did like a promo tour in Atlanta. We did Miami when I wasn't living there yet. So we went to Miami and Memorial Day weekend was just crazy there. So yeah, I've heard the experiences <laughs> were just crazy. But um, that summer, we, you know, we kind of just got to really see what the music business was about. And he was a kid. I was a kid. We were 18, right? Yeah, he was 18 and I was like 16, 17. Um, he's like two and a half years older. So like we, we grew up together and like kind of if he went, I'm going. So like, it was kind of one of those things, like I'm, I'm going to be his manager no matter what, you know, just to be there, but learned um, a lot on the road. Yeah. And then from there, you know, the experiences and just seeing what the possibilities are in the music, uh, the music industry. And, you know, from there, it was just like, this is what I want to do. And my mindset, I was just like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So, but yeah. Hell yeah. That's where we started. That's what's up. And so nowadays, like you're in Miami then? Yeah. So moving through the years, you know, we, um, I left, I actually lived here in New York for a year. I went to college after he stopped and decided, you know, it's not for me or whatever. I, I played football, college football. And after college football, I went, I, I transferred to Florida State and, I actually met this girl. She started, she was a pop singer. And then I left school, came to New York and pursued music with her. And that didn't work out. So I was here for a year and experienced the New York lifestyle, experienced the fast life, you know, what it is to be out here, you know, trying to figure it out on your own, you know. Um, and it was cool. I lived here and then we live, I lived in Arizona. So kind of popped around everywhere. And then finally brought me back to Miami, where yeah. we are now. So that's like home base. So for everyone listening, like, could you explain a little bit like the Miami music scene and how important it is to be in Miami with what you're working on? Well, when I first got there, like six years ago, almost seven now, there really wasn't a, a Latin scene like for music. Oh, really? It was more just like the urban scene on, on the on the Anglo side. So um, it was just starting to happen, and then. When I moved in there with my first artist, it just kept growing. Like he moved down. So when he made the move, like everybody seen that he made the move. So they started moving and it just became this like mini Hollywood, you know, of, of music, the, the L.A. Of, of music in Miami for the Latin space, you know. So like it's continuously growing. Everyone's moving there every day. Um, it's super important for the artists, you know, to be around that because opportunity is 
everywhere. You know, at that time, somebody's, hey, I'm, I'm, I got time. Let's get in the studio. Okay, where are we at? Let's go, you know, and it's there. You happen. It's, you got you to make it quick. Um, but yeah, I think it's super important. I think it's, it's where it's at right now for the Latin space, for sure. And you'd say it's real collaborative like that? If people are uh, working with each other all the time? I think you have to work until you get to that level to where people really want to collab with you. And once you hit that mark, it's just like, okay, this guy's legit. The artists are legit. They have a legit movement. They, we, they know uh, we're going to work the song right. You know, we're going to do everything that we're supposed to do, you know. And because a lot of before in the Latin space, there was a lot of untrustworthy people and like people thought they were going to get screwed over. So it was just always that weird vibe, you know. And I think what we did good for the Latin space is break down that wall and just like create relationships and create like, hey, this is how you're supposed to do things. This is, you know, how you're supposed to treat people. And like that just kind of grew and everything just started happening with more collabs and more people coming by the studio and just, you know, it's just, a, it's just a vibe. It's what it's about. It's a vibe. Yeah. So speaking about coming by the studio and the vibe, like tell us about the um, social hive and like what you have going on. So the social hive, um, it was a concept, you know, me and my uncle Jim, we were back and forth about it for months, just trying to think of something that's different, that's going to have a concept. Um, the social hive is like, there's meaning behind it. It's uh, like a beehive when you have a honeycomb and inside those honeycombs, there's like those little, is it octagons inside there? Right, right. That there's like their own sectors, you know? So like in, in our hive, we have a bunch of containers that represent those sectors and each one of those sectors feed the brain and make, you know, eventually make the comb, the honeycomb bigger, you know, and like everybody feeds off each other types, you know, culture. And that's we've, cool. Yeah. We've like the, the concept behind it was a social hive, the honey and like the bees, how like their culture is to like help each other and like the honeycomb grows as they do. And that's the whole, the way we run our culture there. And, and it's, it's infectious and like people feel it. So um, the social hive is the agency side. Um, we do all the, the marketing and branding and ad buys for all the artists. Um, we do, we have like a few other things that we do that the marketing for, but mainly it's our music. You know, we're every day we work on building the artists. You, know? you work with artists that you don't manage and yeah, so those are few and far between. Like uh -huh. we were very picky. Um, we're more about quality over quantity. Yeah. And like really figuring out, okay, like there's this artist that we believe in. How can we break him? You know, how do we take him from A to Z and, and get him to start making money? You know, that's kind of been our mindset from our first artist, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to ask like, well, how do you find an artist or what are you looking for to like make you believe in that artist, you know? Like with the artists that you already have on your roster or like with anyone in particular, if you well, want to tell a story for, about how you met them. Yeah. Well, for me, like when we first met our artists, our first artist, um, going back to my uncle, again, he, we were getting a haircut and in the barbershop back home and the barber is a friend of ours from childhood. And he's like, Hey man, like, I know you guys do music. This kid's like, he's good. He's on the come up here in Kissimmee. We're, we're, <laughs> we're talking about. And, um, what we, for us, and we were just doing this, I was giving an analogy of our other producer that we were just talking to in the car, we're going back and forth about music. For us, what, what matters is the tones and, and the melodies, and if it catches and makes us feel 
something. You know, if it's like, like he was, he gave me an analogy. He's like, I just, I feel like I'm in the car and then the song's just playing. Like I'm not connected to it. You know, that's what we're looking for. And that's how, if we feel connected to a song, like, damn, I want to replay that. Yeah. Then we feel like, okay, yeah, that's the one. You know, that's a like, good point. That's the that's the one we got to get behind. So that's that's really how we pick our music, and it's off of feeling. Um, and as far as artists looking for artists, you know, we look for if the way we do our things, we like to look for artists that have good numbers already. But if we believe in something that's like just super dope, we're like, okay, that doesn't matter. We're gonna break it, you know. But like, oh, it's always good to have like a head start. Yeah, you know, you like have Spotify that followers and numbers, and then of course passion on top of that, and ready to freaking work. This shit is not easy, you know. So they gotta have that commitment and dedication too. And how'd you meet such? Well, Biggie was I call him Biggie. It's his nickname. Um, so we used to call him that. He, we we found him through Demolo Flow. Is the our DJ? They're both Panamanian. And we signed, Flo used to be Justin, my first artist, is DJ. Crazy story. Now, <laughs> this is going to throw you for a twist. So going back to this guy, he was a DJ. Demon Flo was a DJ in Gainesville okay. back when he started. And he was a... Uh, and uh, all your Florida connections, man. Just coming back full circle <laughs> in life. And that's how it is, man. So, yeah, he was a baby. So we um, we ended up hitting him up like when he started like, Hey, we want to play this record. And he really never played the record for us. And like, <laughs> it was funny how life, ha life happened when Flo went to a, a show in Tampa with Justin, my first artist, Justin needed a DJ. And the kid knew who we were because of him. He's like, Hey, is this you guys, whatever. So he ended up having Justin call us and we connected. And then long story short, it became Justin's DJ. So from, from there, um, all this happened, we signed him, and then uh, Setch came because he was he he met another DJ um, that introduced Setch and Flo, and then Flo was like, hey, this kid is the next guy. Yeah. And we believed it, and we heard him, and we're like... What year was that? This is recently, like, it was like a year ago. A year ago. He, he, before that, he, he cut a record with Justin. So this guy is a big writer too, Setch. He um it's called Tupoyo, the song he's talking about. He uh he wrote this song and we we ended up doing a deal with Justin and with Warner, so we couldn't have really a, a say in what song that he should push. And we're like, yo, this is the song. And it was with Setch. And Setch was the feature and he wrote it. And ever since then, like we knew about this kid, but we really didn't like pursue it until Flo co-signed him. He's like, yo, this is our guy. Now Flo has a number one record today. Right, congratulations. Yes, yeah. thank you. Um, with Setch and um, Flo has a bunch of stuff that he's working on. He's he's all over the place with Nicky Jam, Osuna. Um, he's doing their albums now. So like, it's it's crazy like to see it just happening. You know, just everybody, Setch flow like he put in his time everybody puts in their time you know and it, it comes to flourishing yeah and so i want to talk about like with such or flow like when you have a track that hits number one or when you're trying to get a track to hit number one like what's the strategy 
internationally like when you're in this country trying to go to that country yeah. or like trying to make it spread like what how do you guys approach that do you try to like focus on one country at a time or like what's your what's your game plan there um my boy dave over here he's our digital strategist and and analytics so he kind of he's like hey this is where we're you know our top markets are let's let's figure out how we can penetrate these markets um another besides you know having him there is we we experienced we went to uh france Okay. And we, it was a Midham conference um, and getting to know people in like other territories, you know, besides him telling me, Hey, this is our territories, you know, having those relationships over yeah. there, it's important. Um, and just connecting with the fans, obviously listening to the analytics. Um, so just really connections, knowing your, your, your audience and uh, building something that they're going to want to follow and engage with. You know, so something they want to share. Yeah, exactly. So you're not really targeting like Miami or like the USA or like Puerto Rico. Like you're just letting it happen naturally. Well, it depends if we have like for our first tours coming up, we're set um, hopefully the end of January next year, 2020 um, Sueños tour. And that would be where we really geo target and say, hey, Miami, we're going to be here. Hey, you know, this is where we're going to go. Right now, it's kind of just like it happens so fast. Everything is just so quick. It's just like it's the tour is being put together. But like now, it's just one offs. Like we're doing shows in here, there, Colombia, everywhere. So now it's the next level where we take it to like the the smaller um, theaters. So it's just a process, man, and it's building. It's what it is. That's what's up. And when you have a project, like how do you guys approach like post? post-promotion on that like with your with like such as latest project like before the tour but like right now like are you doing anything different or like anything that you've been seeing success with because there's a lot of people listening who are like trying to figure out how to get their music heard or like put out a project and they don't know what to do now right but do you have any like tips for anybody i mean just i heard gary say this before just put it out (laughs) and create yeah, and just create content. Like, that's our thing is create content. Create the best content possible. And if you do that, you'll get like people watching. It's just inevitable because it's great content. So my guys know. Like this guy to my left here behind me, he runs our Instagram stories and the content that comes out of there, um, how important it is for us, you know, and, and as it's our, it's our mastermind group. We all understand it and like take it serious. And the artists know like when they look at me, they see, see the word content. God. That's all I talk to them. And I think that's the most important thing. Put it out and have cool content to market your stuff. Be creative about it and let people know like you're there. Yeah, I see you guys document. Yeah, you guys document a lot. Everything. We Not really everyone's don't. doing that. Yeah, no, we don't. We, a lot of people don't. And we really don't spend a lot of money either on like we do boost you know but i think if the if the content's organic enough and it's it's the audience there you really don't need to but when it's necessary you do you know so it's just a matter of gaining the following and keep feeding them what they want it's content a good point yeah, yeah. content content is key it's king yeah content king, is key king. everything you can think of man right now it's it's what it is so so I wanted to end with like, what's your goal for the rest of the year? I read in that billboard article, you're thinking about 
Medellin? Is that is that something soon or is that in the future? Or what like what are you guys trying to do next? Um our next thing, like we just uh first thing we did was we got another eight thousand square feet behind us and opening up another like more content space. We'll be able to produce more content. In Miami. Yeah. So first to really get our hub nailed down and then really take us you know, to different territories, starting in Colombia. We have good relationships there, um, partners that we can, you know, rely on over there to, hey, run the, run the label, you know, do, do the things that we need on the ground, you know, while we work the bigger picture. Um, so I think, yeah, Colombia might be our first stop, Puerto Rico, um, and just different key markets for us. And a lot, maybe more overseas eventually, like UK area, because um, the music is traveling there a lot. We, we're doing a lot of Europe tours right now. Um, so, yeah, expanding to different territories. Nice. Cool. Well, thanks, man. Thanks Absolutely, for coming on the bro. show. Thank you for having me, man. It's I know a, a lot of people are interested in the Latin market and yeah. how to get their music heard. So Yeah, 100%. It's, it's like the new mainstream music right now. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool to see and be a part of. Hell yeah. You guys are killing it. So congratulations. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you, man. What's up? Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, subscribe, rate, and review. And stay tuned for episodes every Monday.